for those of you who do not know me, my name is Sam Benton. I'm a chaplain with Corporate Chaplains of America, and I'm also a part-time pastor here at MCC. Uh, Jim, where's Jim Buchan? Raise your hand, Jim. Jim back there. And I thought I'd put a plug in for Jim and myself and say that if you need anything, if there's any frustration, anything you're going through, and you need pastoral care, that's what we're here for. We're here for you. If you have questions, if you have theological questions, go to him. If you have emotional questions, you can come to me, you know. <laughs> but I do have one thing I, I thought about if you have frustration about that I personally cannot help you. And that is if you're frustrated with your golf game, don't come to me. Because <laughs> I'm frustrated with my golf game. So maybe you can call me. We can both complain about our golf game. I don't know. I'm a golfer. I love to play golf, but I'm terrible at it. So it's kind of a funny, funny love-hate relationship going on there. <laughs> so as you have heard a thousand times, it has been a tough year, right? I mean, we have gone through a pandemic, uh, uh, un uh, unemployment skyrocketing, political upheaval, social upheaval, COVID upheaval, church upheaval. I mean, it's just been a time, right? Did I miss anything? There's a lot going on. And, uh, and so my hope today, my prayer today and hope, is that I can encourage you to have hope in your soul. Can, I, can you begin to encourage yourself even? Can you begin to stir your own soul up and say, soul, have hope today. Have hope today. Come out of this funk if you're in a funk. Come out of it. Amen? Now, as you can tell, I have lived a few years of life. You can tell by my gray hair or the lack thereof, whichever one you want to choose. <laughs> And through my years, and literally, literally since I got born again at 19, now we're talking, that's a long time ago, I have been ministering and talking with people since the day I got saved. That's just my nature. It's who I am. It's who God's created me to be. And through the years, I have come to learn from my own experience and from others' experiences that there are four types of hope that I know about. This is not a scientific research. This is life. And uh, I wanted to go through those with you before we start talking about hope, okay? So the first kind of hope I like to call, it's just a wish. You know I play golf already. So sometimes on the golf course, it's very cloudy. So I hope it doesn't rain before I miss my round of golf or finish my round, right? It's just a wish, right? I hear parents of young children at night just, I hope that baby sleeps through the night. Well, some of you might have real hope. I hope that baby sleeps through the night. You know, you know, serious. But there are certain things we hope for. It's just, we should just say, I wish. It's not really a hope. Mm -hmm. Then there's another kind of hope that comes when there's a sense of hopelessness. Uh, in this COVID situation, tens of thousands of businesses have gone out of business. And there are times in our lives when we know the inevitable is coming. It's like... It, it, and we say, I hope it doesn't happen. Again, it's just a wish. It's just a, in a sense of hopelessness, we're just hoping that the inevitable doesn't really come. Have you ever done anything wrong and you know that the punishment's coming and you're just kind of hoping it doesn't happen, but not really, you're not applying faith or hope to it. You're just like, oh God, don't let it happen. But you know it's going to happen, right? 
It's inevitable. And then there's a third kind of hope that I know of, and it's hope that's in the Bible. It's a hope that there is a great expectation that something good is going to happen. Our hope is in God. Our hope is in what we're believing for. We have a hope that we're expecting something. Hope working with faith. Hope and faith work together. I would imagine if you've ever raised money to go on a mission trip or start a new business or do things, you're hoping for a specific amount of money at a specific time to come through, and your hope is activated. It's alive. It's not just, I wish this happened. It's like, no, God, I want to see this happen because I want to go minister to these people, and I'm believing you. That's biblical hope. But then there's a fourth kind of hope that's biblical also. And this is the hope I'd like to talk about today. It is a hope that's just a hope in the providential hand of God. The older you get, the more you realize that God's hand is on your life. And sometimes our hope is just basically, I know that somehow, some way, God's going to get me out of this. I know somehow, some way, it's going to turn out okay. I'm not believing for a specific thing at a specific time, but I know my God, and I know He's going to come through for me, no matter how dark it looks, no matter how hopeless it looks, I know my God is going to come through, and I hope in the Lord. Can you hope in the Lord? Quite honestly, if you've lived much of life at all, you probably have experienced all these four types of hope, probably. And maybe in 2020, you experienced all of them in one year, right? It's been pretty bad. And so for some people, uh, their anxiety, their fear, their emotional stress is just at a high level. Uh, I wear a mask. You know, you go in a place, you don't know how to act, if you should wear a mask, not wear a mask, shake hands, not shake hands. And some people who've been isolated, quarantining themselves so much, when they finally go out somewhere, they're like, they don't know how to act. They're like, oh my God, what should I do? What should I not do, right? And so there's all this tension. And so I want to say today, wherever you are in your anxiety, in your fear, in your tension, in your loneliness, from all the separation from everyone, I want to encourage you today. Start today. Let there be hope in your soul. Cultivate hope in your soul just because of the providential hand of God, that he's there for you, that he's not going to fail you. He's not going to forsake you. He's not going to let you get harmed. Amen? Our hope is in the Lord, a hope that's in the core of our being. It's not a hope that we stir up. It's a hope that's there, our God. Now, I know Christmas has passed, but the promise of Christmas is there every day, every day of the year. And what's the promise of Christmas? Emmanuel, our God is with us. If you just know that your God's with you, that's all you need to have in your head. My God is with me. Then you can have hope in your soul. Can you say amen? Amen. Can you say he's with me? Say he's with me. My God is with me. As long as you know that in your heart, no matter what you've been through in the last year, no matter what you're going through right now, even if you're in a moment of darkness or loneliness or emotional or, or physical pain, whatever, my God is with me. 
He's with me. He's not just with me at Christmas. He's with me when I wake up. He's with me when I have my lunch. He's with me at night. He's with me when times are good and he's with me when times are not. He's with me always. Well, I, I wanted to share a little good news and most of you probably know this, but I have hope in my soul because there are some natural things happening that would bring you some hope. One is the election is over, maybe. It's according to who you listen to. But I think it's over now, right? Whether you like the candidate or not, or like their policies or not, the stress of the election is hopefully over. Not for everybody. There's some people out there still fighting. But for all, most of us, it's over, right? Also, there's a vaccine that's out now that people are getting, whether you're pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine. Praise God, some people are getting it and they're becoming immune. And then lastly, I mean, we have herd immunity. Look, we have a bunch of people in our own church in the last three months. I'm going to have them come up and pray for you later because you can't give it to them, but they can't give it to you. So thank God for herd immunity. Amen. So there's light at the end of the tunnel. There's light, praise God. Now, the truth is, my point is it doesn't matter if it's a dark moment or a moment of light. We have hope in God. Amen? Our hope is in the Lord. That's what keeps us from being depressed and distressed. Let me share with you about hope a minute. Hope, by its very nature, exists in uncertainty. Right? We don't hope for what we know is going to be there. We hope. Hope is in, in the state of uncertainty is where we have hope. Hope focuses not on what we see, but what can be. It's always looking forward. Hope is always looking at possibilities. And I'm not just talking about bad situations. Maybe you want to start a business. Maybe you want to get married. Maybe you want to have a baby. Maybe whatever. Your hope is in the Lord. It's always looking forward, right? Hope is for the future. It's not for the present. Hope is the willingness and desire to believe beyond what your present circumstances are at the moment. You got that? I know that may sound elementary, but we need hope for the moment. It comes before reality. We don't need hope after the reality comes, right? And that may sound elementary, but Paul thought it was so important he wrote about it in Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read you a text, Romans 8, 24 and 25. Oh, we finally got to the Bible. Praise God. So, <laughs> so for we were saved in this hope. I'm not going to go into the theology of what he's talking about here. But he says, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Mm. Mm. We don't hope for what we see. Now, I saw a great example of this last December. I have a granddaughter who is three years old. And, of course, we were kind of social distancing, so we weren't around each other a lot. So I saw her on this video. My wife gets all the videos and shows them to me. And so she's visiting with Santa. Santa's behind the glass, you know, no sitting on the lap. And she's sitting there talking to Santa, and Santa says, Bellamy, what do you want for Christmas? She says, I want a flamingo doll. You know, the one that poops. 
I was like, what? So Evie goes online to try to find her this flamingo doll that poops. It's like a $20 doll, and she's trying to get it. It's $100 online. Everybody wants this pooping flamingo doll. I mean, it was a hot commodity if you have young kids. Well, yesterday I got to go to my son's house and I saw the pooping flamingo doll. But the point is she told Santa. That's all it took. She saw Santa. Santa asked. She said, I want the pooping flamingo doll. So in Christmas, she's hoping. She's believing she's going to get this doll. Well, guess what? Christmas Day comes and guess what she gets? A pooping flamingo doll. You give it food in the top and it comes down through the bottom. <laughs> Just like us, you know, <laughs> that's kind of how it works. <laughs> but, you know, after Christmas Day, she no longer needed to hope for that, right? Hope didn't matter at that. She had what she was hoping for. So hope is always in the future for something we don't have. Now, I, I believe this with all my heart. I really do. I believe that God has given us this element of hope in our souls to help us get through life. I really believe that. I, as long as there's some hope in your soul, it doesn't matter what you're going through. You can get through it. And he gives us hope in our soul to believe for a future, for a hope, for an expectation of something greater. Uh, someone was talking to me this morning about starting a business. There's a hope there about starting the business. Amen? God gives us his hope to help us to, to not only get out of bad problems, but go forward in life and expect greater things in life. Right. I love having hope in my soul. You need it. Amen? So no matter how bad your year has been, no matter what kind of struggles you're in right now, my advice to you is to never abandon your hope in God. Never abandon your hope. Not just wishful thinking, but a hope that knows that somehow, someway, my God's going to protect me. He's going to provide for me. He's going to comfort me. He's going to show me how to get through the things I'm struggling through. My hope is in the Lord. Paul, in his uh, text in 825 of Romans, said this. I want to re reiterate this. But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Through my life and through other people's testimonies, I have learned that sometimes we have to persevere in our hope. You know, sometimes we give up too early. Sometimes we stop right before God's getting ready to provide something for us. We give up our hope. We drop our faith. We give up and we just say, well, I guess it's not the Lord's will. If God has put something in your heart to hope for, if he's a, put that in your heart, never give up your hope. Persevere until the end. And don't ask me why. This may be bad theology. I don't know. But some reason, some... God likes to take us to the very end. I don't know how many times I was hoping for something. And right when I'm ready to give up at the very end, the very last second, the very last day, he comes through. The person says, yes, the money comes through. I don't. It's just like, God, you know, you could have done that a little bit early. Caused me a little less stress. You, you ever felt like that? You ever been like, come on, God, like today's a good day, you know. But no, no, he wants to wait till later. He wants to test you, try you. I don't know what he's doing, but it's no fun, right? But you keep your hope no matter what. 
It's just like, I want it now. And he says, no, you just wait a little while. I love that song that says, even when we don't know it, he's working. Because there's been so many times in my life where something happened and I'm just believing and hoping. And then finally, and I don't see any signs of anything going my way. And then all of a sudden it all comes out. It pans out in the end. Amen. Thank God for God. (laughs) Hope is the fuel of faith. It's the power behind our dreams. It gives us life even in our worst circumstances. You know, if you go throughout the Bible, I could share thousands of stories of believers in the Bible and how they they pressed into the hope of God in a dark moment. I want to share just a couple. David in Psalms 42 David was talking to his soul. Listen to me carefully. David was talking to his soul. Sometimes you need to talk to your soul. You need to talk to the thoughts coming in your head and correct them. Right? Whoa, falling over up here. (laughs) So David says this. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? I could just hear him talking to himself. He says, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. So here in a very dark moment where he's depressed and discouraged, he's talking to himself. He says, what's going on here? This isn't God. This isn't the way I'm. When you get in that state, you know what? That's not God. God doesn't want you to live in that state, right? And you start talking to your soul and say, hope in God. He is my Savior. He's my Lord. He will provide. He will come through. He will redeem this situation. Amen? Amen. Adam Clark's commentary, I was reading it on this text. Of course, going to the old King James, he says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Sounds like something you could say in a play, you know? (laughs) But then this is how he described it, Adam Clark. It was just, I just have to read it to you. It was so awesome. He says, bad as the times are, desolate as Jerusalem is, insulting as are our enemies, hopeless in the sight of man our condition may be, yet there is no room for despair. All things are possible to God. We have a promise of restoration. And listen to this. And he is as good as he is powerful. Hope, therefore, in the Lord. He is as good as he is powerful. Hope, therefore, in the Lord. I love that. Uh, Isaiah, he was prophesying over Israel in their darkness, in their captivity. And And he prophesied this word. And I shared this a couple weeks ago because about three years ago, I was diagnosed with cancer. And so, you know, when you hear that, it's kind of like, hey, what's going on here? Right? And as I was reading my scripture in the very beginning of my diagnosis, uh, one morning, just sitting there reading, I read this text, and I tell you, it jumped off the pages of the Bible and right into my heart. God spoke to me through his word. It was clear as day. This is for you, Sam. And I may have read the scripture before. I don't know, but I never remembered it before. I thought it was the first time I read it, which is unlikely, but... But Isaiah 43, he's talking to Israel and he says, fear not, 
Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by your name. You are mine. What are you fearing for? You are mine. He said, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall there even be a flame scorched you. So the Sam Benton version of this is, when there's a flood coming against you, you will not drown. When there's a flood, you will not drown. You can hold on to that promise the rest of your life in any situation. When there's a flood coming against you, you will not drown. Also, when you go through the fire, you will not be burnt. Not only will you not be burnt, there won't even be a sign in your life that you went through the fire. You won't be, woe is me. God, you know, let me know. Even when you go through the fire, you come out on the other side and most people won't even know it. Amen? Hope in the Lord. Hope in the Lord. Now, I want to read to you. Can I, man. Hallelujah. Romans 8, Paul keeps talking about hope. I don't have the rest of the text up here because I just want you to listen to it. I don't want you to look at it on your phone or your Bible. I just want you to listen for a minute. Well, I have a lot of text. It's all in Romans 8. You can read it later. But I want you to listen to what Paul says about hope. Why we should hope. Why have hope? He says in Romans 8.31, What then shall I say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Say all things. Who shall bring charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God making intercession for us. Our Jesus Christ is at the right hand of God. He knows you by name. You are his and he is yours. And every day he's making intercession for you by name. Amen. He is omni everything. So it's not like he can't pray for one person. and He can pray for all of us at one moment. Thank God. Thank God for God. Woo. Verse 35. Y'all forgive me if I start crying in a minute. I, I can't help myself. Who? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Who shall separate? What shall separate us from the love of God? Paul went through every one of these things before he wrote this. He's saying, I went through all of this and it never separated me from the love of God and the hope I have in God. Because he's talking about hope in the chapter. Yet in all these things, through peril and nakedness and persecution through all these things. We are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who loves us, who loves us, who's for us. We are more than conquerors, not because we're creative, 
Not because we can maneuver through things. Not because uh, we have special gifts. But God uses our gifts. But that we are conquerors because of what? Because of what? What did I just say? Because of Christ who loves us. That's why we're conquerors. Not because we're so great and we're able to manipulate and get our way through things. But because Christ loves us. But because he loves us. Mm. Let's go on. Paul, Romans 8, 38. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you can't get excited about that, something's wrong. Nothing shall separate us. Our Father, His beloved Son, and Holy Spirit are with us always. And good times and the bad times, happy and sad times, they're always with us. And if that can't put hope in your soul, I don't know what will. Amen? Amen. If you understand that they are with us, that God's with us, then you should always have hope in your soul. I have one last verse I want to share. It's Romans 8.28, which is a life verse for me. God got a hold of me when I was a young man and put this in my spirit, just like he did that other verse this last few years. Romans 8.28 says, all things, say all things, things. do what? Work together for the good. All things work together for the good of those that love God. I mean, you can have hope just knowing that one verse. You don't need a theology. You just need that one verse. So in every situation that you're in, good, bad, ugly, good, all things. Not some things. Not just good things. Not just spiritual things. All things can work together for the good of those that love God, who live according to his purpose. I have experienced in my own life things that were not very good in the moment. Many times. Not too many, but many. And there have been moments I didn't even understand until six months later how God was providential hand of God was maneuvering me through this situation into a good place. I had one thing happen to me six years later. Whoa! I didn't believe God did that. Wow! In the moment, it's like, oh God, why are you doing this to me? My soul is depressed. You know, what's going on here? Six years later, it's like, yes, God, I see now. I see why you did that. Today is a day, whatever your state is, to turn toward hope. Amen? Let hope rise in your soul. Let it fill you up. Let's stand up together. Can we stand up together? I want to tell you one truth that is not uncertain in any way or form. That our God is with us. He's with us now, and he'll be with us always. No matter where you are, no matter where you're going, no matter what you're doing. He even corrects our mistakes. 
You know, we do dumb things sometimes. Have you ever done anything dumb? You know, hello, I, I have several times. Every once in a while. <laughs> and he corrects that for us. Our hope is in the Lord. So can you stir your own soul this very day to say, I trust in the Lord. My hope is in him. He'll never fail me. He'll provide for me. He'll protect me. He'll counsel me. He'll give me whatever I need in the right time, in the right moment. It may not be a specific time for a specific thing, but in the core of my being, I know my God is for me. And so my hope is in the Lord. I will not despair. I will not let my soul fall into despair. Let me share something else with you. If, you're, if you've never been in that place where you know that you know that you know that God's with you, you know it theologically, you understand it, what you've heard, but in your own soul, you really aren't totally certain that God is with you. You're not ter- maybe you're not totally certain that he's for you, for the things you're going through or whatever. If you're in that place, I want to encourage you today. I want to invite some of our leaders who've already had COVID to come on up to pray. So you don't have to worry about giving them COVID and you don't have to worry about getting it, okay? So some of you guys have already had it who are leaders in the church. Come on forward. And here's the deal. Sometimes we just need somebody to encourage us through prayer. Sometimes we just need a spark of hope in our soul. And I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've been. I don't care who's around you. You know, one of the worst things in the world at church when we have a moment like this is the enemy to say, oh, don't do that. People are going to talk about you, you know. Oh, don't do that. You're too insecure to do that. Don't let any of those lies come to you today. If the Holy Spirit is saying, come forward and get some prayer, get somebody to encourage you, to agree with you, to believe with you, to minister to you, just come forward, okay? Father, we come to you today. Emmanuel. Emmanuel, our God, you're with us. Every minute, every day, always. Your love, your name is love. Love that always finds me was in the song we sang. Your love, it always finds me. Here we are, Lord. Come on, can you just say that out loud? Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord. Fill me afresh. Fill me afresh. Stir me up, Lord God, with the knowledge and the hope and the encounter that lets me know that I know that I know that you're with me. You are my Emmanuel.